Hello, and welcome to The First Watch. Pull up a chair by the fire and join us as we tell fantastic stories about magic and mystery using the Dungeons & Dragons game mechanics to guide our tales. The audio for this podcast is taken from our web series. To watch the full experience, head to our YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes. Now, back to the adventure. In the small town of Ferrith, three monster hunters protected the common folk in exchange for coin. Stumbling into a plot bigger than their meager station, these hunters were transported to a vast wasteland where they fought their way through horrid dangers to get home. The corruption and plot ran deeper than they expected. After interrupting a council of wizards bent on breaking the planes of existence, they were magically shunted to far corners of the kingdom. Sikia woke at an inn next to a large forest, where a humble innkeep gave her greeting. Upon waking up from your unexpected encounter with Erevin and whatever this council was at the Black Tower, you have found yourself surprisingly in a inn, a very peaceful inn, in a pastoral area with a large pine forest out the window. And as you come down into the tavern room proper you're greeted with a warm scene with a little cat that runs by and a nice fireplace big open banquet hall bar off to the side and before too long a a young man came out and introduced himself as the innkeeper uh, here at the inn at the edge of Greenwood a place you've never heard of and you asked how you got there and he just said we'll get to that So, Sikia, as you stand, sit here in the the tavern room, your books splayed out, your friends, the morgue and hide, nowhere to be found, uh, the innkeeper begins putting things in front of you. He he puts a a cup of milk um, and also begins to serve you breakfast, various things such as vegetables and fruits and bread. Um, He brings out some some cooked fish per your request uh, and sets that in front of you. And then after a moment, he takes his towel and slings it over his shoulder and kind of grabs a stool that's behind the bar and pulls it up opposite side of you and sits down 
kind of pushes the plate towards you. He's like, you should definitely eat up. Um, you've been out for a while. I imagine you're you're starving, aren't you? Um, yeah, I am pretty hungry. I'm going to start kind of picking at the food a little bit. Uh, I was out for a while. How long was I out? Oh, um, I mean, when they brought you here, it's been, well, let's see now. It's probably been almost, almost a fortnight since they brought you here. Um, I don't know how long you had been out before that. I know they said there had been a bit of a journey with you. Um, Wait, some who, time. I don't, I don't have the details. Who brought me here? Um, well, you see, that gets into kind of the larger larger thing. Um, you should probably get some food in your belly first. There's a lot to talk about. Um, and don't worry, I'll explain everything. Um, it's just a lot. Oh, okay. I'm gonna kind of keep eating some of the food and looking at my, my books and everything in front of me. Do I have, like, a map in any of my books? Uh, you probably would, yeah. You would You would have a, a rough map that you would keep. It's very rough. Um, it kind of sketches out the major provinces and the capital and whatnot. Um, it's not terribly detailed, but kind of gives you a rough idea of the lay of the land in Alsan. Okay, I'm going to pull it out and try to figure out where we were, where the Black Tower was. Gotcha. So you know from talking to Hyde that you all had just reached what you assumed to be the jungles of Eachton, where Hyde grew up. And you know of Eachton. You know that it's south of the Southern Wilds, which even the Southern Wilds would be off of your map. Your map being of Alson itself. The Southern Wilds is the land directly below the kingdom, and then Eachton below that. Um... Uh, what do I call you? Oh, uh, I'm the innkeeper. Um, my name is Henry. Henry. Hi, Henry. Um, I I seem to be missing some of the information I need on this map. See, see, I think uh, my map only goes to here, and I think I need this. Do you have any maps of what would be south of here? Oh gosh, I don't. Um. The only, I think I might have one map of the kingdom, uh, a rough one similar to yours, but any other sketches or drawings are mostly of the, the woodland paths around here, helping people get to and from the different lakes and waterfalls and whatnot they like to visit. Not much of a traveler oh. myself, unfortunately. Oh, and I'm going to kind of push my map over to him. So where where are we right now? Oh, right, of course. Kind of slides it around. And he motions to a point up near the northwest corner of the kingdom, almost all the way to the elven borders. And you know this area from hearing about it. Uh, you have never actually been up here yourself, uh, but it's not too far outside the trade port of uh, Inaport, uh, near Lake Vrusa, which is one of the major lakes within the kingdom. And he kind of points to the tree line that is sketched on the map. And he's like, well, this is this is what we call the Greenwood. And uh, <laughs> this is the inn at the, you know, the edge of Greenwood. It's, to be fair, uh, we, we thought of trying for a different name, but uh, this one just kind of stuck. It, it fits, yeah. So you it's said- It's a bit of a mouthful said, sometimes. 
You should probably shorten it. I-E-G. But then I'm afraid Aig. people will walk around going eeg, and that's no good. Aig. 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 Oh, oh, the soft G. Aig. It's, uh, it's Aig. not working for me, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not really. Maybe you should Would you like some more it. fish? Oh, yes, please. One second. He goes back and comes back a couple minutes later with uh, some more fish, and he's got a little extra salt and pepper that he's sprinkling on it. Um, he just kind of slides it over to you. Yeah. Keep eating the fish. Um, so you said people brought me here. Do do you know what happened to my friends? Um, only slightly. They 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 mentioned something briefly about others that they had found, but who had been taken to another um another group within the. Well, again, we're getting ahead. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, you feel like you've got enough to eat? Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. This was very good. Okay, um, I'll go ahead and try to sum it up as, as best as I can. Um, I, I'm i not much one for uh, great goings-on about the kingdom and secret societies and whatnot. Um, that being said, this inn, for whatever reason, seems to be a bit of a waypoint for many different types of people, and... Some of them come from realms even far from here. That's a whole nother s series of stories. Um, but many people from around the kingdom seem to find their way through my inn as they're coming to and from Inaport and other places. And via that, um, I guess I've kind of built up a small reputation. Um, it, it wasn't my intention. Um, hopefully it's a good one. Um, but there's an organization within the kingdom. Um, they call themselves the Observant, which is quite an ominous name. Um, but as I understand it, they she's, are. She's pulling out a. She's pulling out like a little quill, and she's like jotting down notes. Oh yes, yes, Observant, uh, the Observant. I was corrected upon that myself. Um, the. Okay. <sighs> As I understand it, their goal is to keep an eye on the powerful and the arcane and even divine magic users uh, should there ever be a time when those magics got out of control. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they plan to do, but they seem to have good intentions and mostly just want to have a balance of power, I suppose, in the kingdom. Um, they do a lot of good uh, for people in just kind of keeping an eye on, on towns and um, settlements that, that need extra help and, and providing them aid or supplies or whatnot. Um, so it's it's not all just watching magic users and skullduggery and <laughs> clandestine uh, acts. But anyway, I've, I've met a few of these folks. Um, you could call me an honorary member from the standpoint that I'm friendly with them, although I don't really do much uh, <laughs> spying myself. I just run this in. Um, they're the ones who brought you here. There were There were a pair of them um, a couple of, of halfling folk who, who brought you here almost two weeks ago. Okay. That's a lot of information. Um, it is. It is. I'm, I'm trying to... There's a lot more, unfortunately. I'm trying to give it to you in small bites. Sure. So... 
Are there many magic users around here that they would have to protect the city from? No, Are you not all magic here users? so much. I look at the cat. <laughs> oh, um, well, I will not say for certain that the cat is not an arcane practitioner, uh, considering how often he gets into my stores. Um, but uh, as far as I know, it's just a, just a harmless cat. Um, there aren't many in this area <laughs> that don't just come through. Um, this is a, a fairly quiet town, if you could even call it a town. It, it's more the capital, some of the larger cities. Um, Kea, the capital of Excessa, Okiri a little bit. Um, I think they have some doings in, in Floros and perhaps Drawbridge, although Drawbridge isn't terribly large. Um, the reason they brought you here, I, I think, is mostly to get you out of the way. Not in, not in, a, not in a, 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 a malicious sense. More in a not knowing how long it would take you to wake up, um, and if you would be all right. And I don't know how safe this place is, but I like to think that this is a place where everyone is welcome, and you are certainly welcome. Um, I don't know your name yet. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I I am Siki, the uh, Siki Thonthway. Sikithanthway, that is a beautiful name. The the folks Thank who you. brought you weren't sure who you were exactly. They they didn't know your name either. Okay. It's a bit odd, but alright. The the last thing that I know, I feel like you're a trustworthy person to tell you this. Um I was with my friends and we the, were the tabaxi and the the half-orc, right? Yes, yes, the, yes. Um, I was with them, and we were sort of blasted into a mirror or out of a mirror. I don't exactly know how that worked, but there was a secret society of magic users there, too. I, I don't probably, know if those are the same people. Probably who the Observant were keeping their eyes on. So you, you were attacked by this other group, you're saying? Yes. Well, we sort of snuck into their tower and then were attacked. Yes, but you oh. know. <laughs> I see. Um, was this because of the, the the rifts opening up across the kingdom? Do you know about the rifts? <laughs> well, everybody knows about the rifts. It's been it's been all anyone can talk about for two years. Would I know that? <laughs> Uh, make a history check. Because I feel like it was kind of brand new when it happened. Uh, 12? A 12? Um, you certainly hadn't heard other people talking about the rifts. They, you thought yours were the first ones. Huh. Well, you know, we... I'm not entirely sure now where we were, but we we were in a town... And a rift opened, and we were trying to close it, and we got sent somewhere to find help. It was a long time ago. It's a little fuzzy in my head, but anyway, the, we were sent somewhere, and then just strange things started happening. Things were merging with other things, and people were appearing from where they should not have been, and... You say started happening. Had you not been seeing those things... Previously, 
like the rest of us. I don't think so. I don't exactly know where we were. I don't know if it was this same plane of existence. Does yeah, that those, make sense? They, they do tend to, to weave in and out of each other. Okay, good. So that's that's not unusual either. Interesting. I'm going to keep Not necessarily. I mean, anyone who grows up in... in out- Are you from Alson? Um, I, I grew up around Alson, yes. Well, regardless, um, the folks who found you weren't entirely sure who you were. Um, but they, they found you and there was apparently much talk about where to put you um, and where to keep you. And I guess one of their members knew one of your troop. Um, I'm not sure exactly how, but um, they ended up just for, for logistics sake, they ended up splitting you up. Um, I don't know a ton of details, but I, I believe the Tabaxi and the, the Half-Orc went off together um, and they brought you to me. Um, apparently my hen's more important than I thought. Uh, so, yes, I'm, uh, I'm a way station for uh, the Observant now, I suppose. You must be an important person, Henry. Far from it. <laughs> Far from it. I run an inn in the middle of almost nowhere. Um, but I'm happy to do my part if it's going to help the kingdom. I just wish I knew exactly how. What, do you know what 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 is special about... No, please don't take this the wrong way. What, what, is, what is special about you? What Are you on some great mission? I, I, I don't know. I... Maybe... I don't know. Strange things keep happening around me, and I don't... I'm, I'm kind of like you, Henry. I, I like my books. I like, you know, this is what I know. That I, you know, I don't usually sleep in a bed. That That's a little unusual for me, you know. Um, I usually sleep outside, and I think I'm rambling because I, I'm a little nervous now because you're not a really important person, and I'm not an important person, and yet we seem to keep I keep finding unimportant people that turn out to be important later on. Does that make sense? To some degree. Um, it's funny because it's, I guess it define, depends on how you define importance. I wouldn't call myself an important person either, and yet I don't know that I've ever met anyone I would not call important. In one way or another. That's true. That's fair. So, I mean, not to pry, but what happened? How did you, how, how did you come to be tangled up in all of this? Oh yes. Um, well, I'm part of something called the Monster Hunters Guild. Well, I think I am. I used to be. I think my employer might be dead. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, it was Realm Shield. Um, is what the name I've of it heard, yes, was. Yes, I know, I know is, of them. Yes, yes. I was in that with Hyde and uh, Luna, his his direwolf. Was his direwolf with him? Did they say anything about that? Uh, I, I hadn't heard anything of a direwolf. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I hope she's okay. Um, anyway, yes, I, I used to go... I suppose you could call them adventures. We would go on missions to hunt down you know, 
monsters monster hunters guild it's in the name you know and um at, you know usually they'd be terrorizing a village or a particular farmer or sheep there's usually a lot of sheep and you know we we'd take care of the monster and we would get a reward and it it, it let me study a lot of different uh creatures and i'm gonna pull out one of my like smaller books that i'm assuming has like names of creatures and like really really bad drawings <laughs> of different <laughs> monsters sure asiki has done and then like and yes i just i've been trying to collect you know knowledge about all of these things and um you know I, I don't know that i'm so much keen on the killing but it it's good to to have a record of of these things you know he kind of flips through it a bit and I recognize that one, yes. This is quite the compendium. Thank you. The, the drawings almost... are coming along. I'm working on it. Oh, they look wonderful. They look wonderful. And he hands it back to you. Well, um, I suppose the only thing I can offer you is as much rest and food and drink as your heart desires. And if other information comes this way, I'll make sure to let you know. But I'm afraid all I was told was to keep you safe and keep you fed. Um, I, I don't know much of the goings on beyond that. I, I should probably send a message to my friends and make sure that they're okay. You can do that? Yes. Doesn't everybody do that? No, only people who are practitioners of magic. Aren't you a practitioner of magic? Oh, um... <laughs> what did I do that gave it away? You, you run an inn that is frequented by magic users and they entrusted a magic user to you? I... I assume that I assume that you're a, a magician or sorcerer or um I, bard, I, I do maybe? a couple tricks and he <laughs> I'm like looking him up and down. I, I do a couple tricks and he snaps his fingers and uh, all the silverware and the plates and everything straighten up on the plate or on the on the bar in front of you um, of their own accord. He's like I, I a couple small tricks but Ah yes, um, it's very good. I'm not a I'm not a great wizard or anything. Well, you're a magic user. You use magic. That's that's true. <laughs> it's it's fairly new, uh, but I I do enjoy it. Would would um would you like to learn how to send a message? I don't I don't know. I've never tried to really explain this to people. Oh goodness, um. Well, most of my learning comes from scrolls. Um, it takes me a bit of study time to really get the, oh. the techniques down. Um, right. I'm afraid right. I'm not terribly um, innately gifted, uh, but I do study hard. Well, um, I don't know if I'm a very good teacher, but I will try to show you if you'd like to learn. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you, Siki. Uh, okay. Okay. 
Hold on, let me see what I need to do to do a message. <laughs> so I'm going to pull out a piece of copper wire from my sack. And I'm going to be like, okay, so... Whew, I'm kind of nervous. I've never tried to show anybody this before. Um, and he's okay, just like, so... he's cleared things away. And he's leaning over the bar, like kind of just studying intently. Okay. Um, no pressure. Okay, well, you, you take your wire and you sort of wrap it around your finger and then you kind of pull it tight and then you kind of have to hold this end tight while you're wrapping okay. the other one and and then you have to say well i don't know i always say bell i i don't know why i say bell i just do i just say bell and then i say my message does that make sense that sounds weird now that i say it out loud he's writing it down He's right. Say <laughs> bell. Okay. Bell. Hide. Gamorg, are, are you guys alright? Um, where are you? Uh, I am at an inn. I look at the kind <laughs> of give him a wink. Um, are we dead? Please respond to this message. And then as I finish saying that, um, I kind of untwist my finger and I say, okay, now you have to leave this part twisted. And if they speak to you, unfortunately, you won't be able to hear it. But if they speak to me, I can hear it in my head. Gotcha. gotcha. But I have to leave this twisted. Okay, good to remember. The first twist is the, the one you leave. Yes, twist, okay. twist, yes. Okay. And after a moment, you hear... Hyde's voice come in your ear. Siki, Gamorg and I are on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Are you okay? What happened? They're on a ship. Why are they on a ship? Okay. Um, hmm. Can I send another message? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, oh, important to know, innkeeper, Henry. Um, you only have a certain number of words, so you have to be... Concise. Yes, yes. Um, okay. Let me wrap the other end around. Uh... I'm okay. Um, you're on a ship. Where are you? What is the? Where is the boat? Um, did the observant people take you there? I guess I'm gonna leave it that way. You hear Hyde's voice come back in your ear. We are with the Observant. We're trying to stop another tower from falling. Then we got to Flores. Um, I kind of unwrap the string and kind of put it in my pocket. Ah, <sighs> uh, well, um, can, can I see your map again? Yes, of course. Um, well, I'll, I'll go get mine, I guess. We were looking at yours. Um, oh, yes. I pull up my, my map oh, where it was sure. under the... Okay. 
papers and stuff. Uh, is Floris on my map? Uh, it's not marked, but you know roughly where it is, and he kind of helps point. Oh yes, right there, kind of where the where the the, the land dips in, and he points out where Floris is. Okay. So I'm going to circle that, and then somewhere in the sea part, I'm just going to write Tower Two? Question mark. Mm. Okay. Um. You wouldn't happen to know about any towers in the area, would you? Did, did um, your secret society mention anything about this? You know, now that I think about it, that there, I, I heard them talking to each other about, uh, and the word tower was mentioned, but I, I'm afraid I don't know exactly what that would be. I, I don't know of any towers or, or embattlements or, or castles in this immediate area. I mean, the closest cities are Inaport and Trawbridge, uh, but even they don't really have... I mean, they have some towers, I suppose. Hmm. I'll have to work on this. Um... I'm sorry. I, 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 there was some distressing news that he that he told me. So I, I'm sorry. Did you write down everything about the, the sending? Did did you? Yes, of course. All I've that? got it, and I'll, okay. I'll study it as best I can. Uh, okay. Thank you so good, much. That's good. so incredibly kind of you. I'm sorry that your friend had bad news. Is there anything that I can do? I, um, what do you know of Stith? Oh. Kind of looks fairly taken aback, like just like like left turn <laughs> in his mind um, in the conversation. He's like, probably not much more than you would. Uh, the, the general lore and talkings that go on amongst you know tavern visitors of one of the old gods, um, not a not a good god uh, from what I've heard. Something about disease and uh, whatnot. Um, I feel like wasn't Stith a servant of Chenadine, the Death God? Chenadine? Chenadine, the, the god of death, yes. I, I feel like I've heard stories of Sith and Chenadine in league together against the other the other deities. Huh. Um. Hmm. Can I rifle through my books? I feel like. I, I don't know where my notes are right now on it, but I feel like I had grabbed a book on religion or something. Mm -hmm. Go ahead there. and make a uh, make an investigation check. Okay. Twelve. Another twelve. A night of twelves. You search for a while and you don't really find anything that's specific on Chenadine or Stiff. Um, in this moment. Maybe it's in another book. Um, you're not sure. Could I make a religion check and just see what I remember? It's kind of racking your memory from your studies and everything. Yeah. yeah go ahead and make a religion check. Oh, that's better. Uh, 18. 18? Okay, so you look around for a book about this and you don't really find anything, but you sit and think for a moment and, yeah, I mean, Chenadine is a 
one of the greater gods, um, known as the god of death, um, in some lore, partially responsible for the creation of the world because it was the death of Adeline, um, the goddess of life, that caused her to scatter to the world like shooting stars, and upon her fragments upon hitting the world, um, grew into the various creatures and races and um, you know, beautiful trees and, and flowers that we have in the, in the world of Shal today. Um, that was at the hand, her death at the hand of Chenadine, and that's why she's known as Adeline the Reborn, um, because she came back after giving life to the Earth. Um, I mean, again, the gods in general have not been heard from in a thousand years, uh, roughly. So, it is in that weird place where people are starting to, you know, people don't know anyone who ever communed directly with the gods anymore. Um, People don't have family records of it. It's There's old lore books that talk about it, but as of your experience, they've all been religious texts and teachings that have been passed down. Um, you do have your magic, which is assumed to come from the gods, um, but these new arcanists are going around saying that it comes from the planes. It comes from pulling energy from plane to plane, and so even that is being called into question uh, lately amongst the religious figures. So that's kind of like the broad view of, like, religious views in Alsan at the moment. Um, and that's what you would know about Chenadine. And Stith would be, yeah, I mean, Stith is known as the god of pestilence, a lesser god. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, you wouldn't happen to have a library in this town, would you? Well, see, again, it's it's not really a town. It's a settlement is probably the best term for it. Um, most of the shops and everything out there are pop-up. Um, and honestly, the inn itself is one of the more permanent structures in the nearby area. Um, so unfortunately, no, no, no library to speak of. Um, do you, uh, do you mind if I take a little walk around your settlement? No, please, please do. Um, I'm sure folks would be happy to meet you, and uh, if you need anything, or if anyone gives you any grief about payment or whatnot, just tell them the innkeeper said you were covered, and it'll be fine. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna put all my books back together, put them in my backpack, and... I guess just kind of shoulder my way out of the door and kind of head into the city. Okay. By heading into the city, you are heading into a small clearing that has a handful of little pop-up stalls and shops uh, set up. You do see a fair number of people, mostly halflings, some gnomes, humans, a couple of different um, races that stand out a little bit more. Um, there's a tiefling that walks by. Um, you do see a tabaxi. Um, no other turtles that you catch sight of in this moment. Um, and there's several children that are running around, and people seem to be kind of doing business and also just setting up and having their lunch. And um, it seems that people kind of work and live in this area during the day and um, it's just kind of like this nice little sense of community uh, even with even you don't see necessarily houses per se but it seems like people gather here uh, during the during the work day um, 
several children kind of go by and uh, they seem very interested in you. They, they come over and uh, kind of giggle and one of them wants to rap on your shell. Um, and a couple of them kind of stop. Uh, are you a turtle? I'm a turtle. Is that like a turtle? Sort of, but um, we're bigger and sentient. <laughs> you look, you're really big. You're bigger than my mom. Thank you. Can your shell block arrows and swords? Yes. Whoa! And like all the kids, like whoa. Um, you know, children, you should always eat your vegetables, because or else, because or else, grownups tell us that, and like, I start to slowly, like, I'm standing on one foot, and I start to slowly, like, shrink my foot back into my shell, Okay. you start to wither away, and I'm like, gonna start pulling in the other arm, (gasps) and then the other arm, and then, like, as I'm, like, going down on one leg, my, like, head's, like, going into my shell. And I'm, like, all the way in. And I'm, like, waiting until they're Oh, su- there's, yeah, there's, like, little out. screams and, ah, and one, one fairly adventurous kid kind of, you see the little hands uh, of a little halfling boy kind of grab over and he peeks up over the top. See, I just look up at him there. and just wink at him. <laughs> and he goes back down. And then I'm going to jump out and be like, ooh! All the kids scream and run away, but then they run right back and they love it. They begin, like, kind of poking and at your things. You have all these, like, armbands and cool jewelry and stuff that you wear. Um, they want to know about every little thing. Where'd you get this one? Where'd you get this one? Does Siki have any, like, battle scars on her? Uh, yes. She probably would have some, um, definitely in her arms, Possibly some in her legs. It's sort of hard to see because her skin is so leathery and, you know, kind of scaly. Um, sure. They, they kind yeah, of are running their easy. hands over over your scaly skin and they find some of the scars and they want to know, like, you know, oh, how'd you get this one? How'd you get this one? So I tell them a little bit, like, oh, that was a bite of a bugbear. This was <gasps> a giant skeleton. And, yeah, just... And then as you're kind of leaned down talking to them, one of them reaches up and touches you on the forehead with a little finger. It's like, and how'd you get that one? Oh, this one? Um, it's not a as you, star so as you, much. As you go to touch it, your finger goes up. You, you don't feel your gem. Um, what does this look like to you? You got like a scar on your forehead. Did you get hit with an axe? I like feel at it more. Can feel I like at turn? It and there's this kind of divoted line in your forehead. Can I like turn? Are there like like cooking pots or something nearby? Yeah, nearby there would. Yeah, there's like a tinker nearby who's got some shiny brass pots. Can I kind of go over there and kind of look and try to see my reflection a little bit? You do. You look and you look and see your reflection and. The red gem is not in your forehead anymore. Instead, you see a little scarred line. 
Well, that's odd. Um, children, did any of you see me when I first came here, when I was sleeping? Oh, no, they said that someone came in, but it was at nighttime and we were all oh. in bed. Yes, that's that's probably for the best, yes. I wasn't in bed, I was up. And then, shh, don't tell her. Well, I I will probably be here for a little while, so I will play with you all later. And Yay. later, I will tell you about the most fiercest, most brave direwolf you've ever seen in your entire life. Oh, did you kill it? So go eat your vegetables. No, it's my friend. Well, not really. It's my friend's friend. She growls at me, but you know it's okay. You know a dire wolf. It's a long That's story. It's so cool. Yes, I'll tell you. I'll tell you all about it after dinner. Okay, and they kind of run off. Okay. Some of the nearby adults kind of, kind of circle chuckle, back. and you get you get a couple like nods and winks from the mother nearby mothers who are kind of grateful to have had their kids out from underfoot for a moment. <laughs> so I'm gonna turn around, go back to the inn, um, kind of go through the door. Is the innkeeper there? Or yeah, he's there. There's a fair. There's a few people now. It's around lunchtime. Um, several people have come in for food and whatnot, and so he's busy working and kind of serving up drink and food. And he sees you come in, gives you a little wave, and just goes back to work. Um. I'm going to sit down and, like, start ruffling through my bags, <laughs> I guess, and see okay. if, like, I don't know that it would have fallen off, but I also feel like I might have gotten hit in the head sometime during the fight, so I'm going to, like, just be looking through my stuff and, like, taking things out of my backpack, and, like, as I'm taking them out, like, it's, you know, like a never-ending bag, so it just, like, <laughs> keeps piling up on the table next to me. Yep. And you're looking for your gem. Yeah. Okay. Make an investigation check. Oh no. Six. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> you're pulling things out of your bag and everything. You don't find the gem, but as you've been pulling things and stacking them, all of a sudden, like, just in your haste, things get a little too high. And all of a sudden, you hear and like all your stuff falls over onto one of the chairs and it goes spilling across the floor and everybody kind of turns and looks as you're just like there with all your crap scattered across the, the tavern floor as I see like everybody kind of looking around I just kind of like duck into my shell a little bit people begin getting up and grabbing items and bringing them back to you oh sorry dear here you go it's, like, it's alright and up. Oh, oh, thank you so much. They, I, I am so sorry. I, I got a little distracted. It's all right. It happens to the best of us. And they just kind of help you pick up your stuff. Okay. I kind of balance it more in the middle of the table now. Okay. But no gem is to be found. Huh. All right. I'm going to start putting things back into my bag. And just okay. kind of waiting for the innkeeper to be done. That goes on for a while. He does swing by at one point, like, do you want anything to eat? Uh, no. If you have a minute, I need to ask you about something. I will have a minute in about 20 of them. 
Uh, so, so let me. I mean, if you if you can wait, all right. So. And he goes and finishes his work. Kind of helps the last couple of customers, and um, then is while the last person's that, food. I was gonna say while he's doing that, can I go to like the kitchen? Can I like like start walking in, like bump into the door, and be like, oh oh, sorry, um, hello, hi. And a kind of a young woman with very kind of thin frame and this brown hair that's like pulled up into a bun, but it's just wispy everywhere. Uh, turns and she's kind of got this like slightly crazed look in her eye, like she's super busy. Um, has like sauce smeared on her face and everything's like, oh yes, can I help you? Uh, actually, I was wondering if I could help you. Um, I don't know how to cook very well, but I can wash dishes. Well, you, uh, you can wash dishes. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm just gonna like walk over and like take the little apron and try to fit it over my head, and it doesn't really fit. So I kind of like wrap it around an arm and like wrap it around the other arm. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, it's just try like to wash the dishes. Yeah. It's just it's like, like, um, like this. <laughs> we'll pile them there, dear, and then clean ones on that side. Um, if you can stack them according to, you know, bowls, spoons, cups, that'd be helpful. Oh, sure, sure. Not going to attempt to do that. Okay. Uh,. You spend the next little while washing dishes. Uh, you learn uh, the young woman's name is Rachel. And Rachel. she is the sister okay. of the innkeeper and helps out here at the end. But you don't get a lot okay. of conversation with her because she is very busy trying to fill all the food orders uh, and okay. doing her utmost to keep up with everything. Okay. Siki also like is like washing dishes, but then she like We'll kind of like look around and make sure nobody's watching, and she'll kind of like put her head in the dishwasher or the dishwater and in the just water, kind of like yeah, yeah, in the water, just kind of like, and they come out like, <laughs> and keep going. The third time you do that, when you come back up, you look over and she's just staring at you, and just goes back to what she's doing. <laughs> just keeps doing wonderfully awkward. I love it. <laughs> After a little while, the innkeeper comes in. He's like, oh, thank you so much for helping. Yes, yes. No, no trouble at all. Good. Um, you okay, Rach? And she's like, <sighs> don't go lie down. It's fine. It's fine. She's um, learning how to take over the main lunch rush, and it's, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, who used to do it? Uh, mother and I would do it, and she's always helped, but um, she's trying to grow into some responsibility and whatnot. Ah, yes. Um, so, do you want to talk? Her. Yes. Yes. Um, this might seem a little odd. Um, the last time I remember, I had a gem here. Where, where your scar is, I, I didn't want to say anything about it. It's not polite to ask about other people's scars unless they, they're willing to talk. Did I not have a gem when I came here? I'm afraid I never saw one. Um, I don't ever... I think I would remember a gem in a forehead. I, no, I believe you just had a scar there. You say you used to have a gem there. Was it, like, 
jewelry part of, yes, your, part of a... your skin? Uh, sort of. Um, it, it, it's a bit of a long story. Um, but yeah, I've had it for a very long time. Um, it was a very large red gem. I'm afraid I didn't see a red gem on you. I'm, I'm sorry if it's... It sounds like it was very important to you. It was. Um, yes, it was. Keep an eye out. Perhaps it fell off while they were bringing you in and got kicked under a under a chair or something. I, I, I'll let Sister know as well to, to look out for it. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, yes, it's just, it's odd. It's, um, feels like something should be there, but it's not. Um, it's a little disconcerting. It sounds disconcerting. I, I'm sorry. I wish there was something I could do to help. Oh, I, th thank you. You, you've been very helpful. Um, could could you tell me where the the river is around here? You have such lovely fish, and I just yes, um, uh, probably the closest bit. There's an off branch of the North Rusa River, um, about a mile, uh, a mile west, maybe slightly northwest, um, ever so slightly. Thank you. Um, I'll be back tonight. I just um. I just feel like going for a walk. Certainly. Do you need anything for the road? Sandwich or no, snack? I, I'll probably find some dinner there. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm gonna goes back to his work. Awkwardly take off the apron. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Trying to put it back on the hook. <laughs> yep. And yeah, gonna grab my bag and kind of head out towards the river. Okay. You walk west, a little bit northwest, uh, for not too long. It's only about a mile, maybe a mile and a half out from the inn itself. You lose sight of the inn, um, some trees and a little bit of the rolling hills kind of get in the way. But before too long, you hear the sound of water. Very welcome sound to your ears. And you come upon... It's hard to call it like a big river. It's more of a large stream. Um probably would come up to your knees, maybe your thigh um, in height. Uh, plenty of rocks and you see little fish swimming in it and kind of jumping every once in a while. Alright. Um, I'm going to kind of tiptoe to the, the bank. Kind of put one foot in, put another foot in, and then it's kind of like go a little bit deeper and it's kind of like <sighs> it's very cold very refreshing and then can I like so like very awkwardly like trying to stick my head in the water and like look and be like hello there and like <laughs> trying to talk to any fish that want to talk so you speak Aquan hoping yes. to communicate with some fish uh, roll an animal handling check Oh gosh. I forgot how terrible Seeky stats are. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, that was an 18 plus 2, so 20. A 20? Okay. Wow. You put your head under the water. Hello there. And the fish do not speak back to you, as they do not have the intelligence level to have language. Um, but one of them does swim over. Just kind of look at you for a minute before swimming away. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I'm going to go up and just kind of like splash and like kind of yeah. get all the dirt off of me and, you know, half wade as much as she can. Um, just kind of enjoy being in the water. It is the first time in water in what feels like a very long time for Siki. Um, it is a welcome welcome return to your favorite place. Go ahead and take inspiration for Siki after Aww. this frolic in the in the river. She's been inspired by water. <laughs> she has. <laughs> Alright, so what are you doing next? I, I Yeah, I guess she's gonna <clears throat> she's gonna try it because he's the last person that had it. Um, or that she thinks he would have reason to take it. Um, she's going to cast Sending at 4th level and try Sending to Erevin. Okay. And just saying, um, where is my gem? What have you done with it? Is that the extent of the message? That's the extent. Okay. There's a long pause. And then you hear a voice very soft and quiet, as if whispering amongst people. See? It's been so long. Your gem. I did not take it. I'm glad you're alive. Wherever you've been hiding, stay in hiding, Sikya. Okay. Like, huh. Okay. I'm gonna shoulder my backpack back on and dip my toes in the water one more time and then start heading back to the inn. A couple minutes into your walk, you hear Erevin's voice again as he now casts Sending. And you hear him say, I am sorry for what happened those years ago. But you made a choice, and I wish you had chosen differently. You still can. You can still return to me. Wow. 
What are you talking about years ago? You sent us through that mirror a few weeks ago. Why are you even talking to me? Sigya, I don't know what your journey has been. But I last saw you two years ago. When you tried to stop the Emerald Council. And we banished you. Okay. <laughs> uh, doesn't have any more sending or anything to. You have one more reply that was him sending to you. Didn't I reply to him? He sent. You replied. Oh, he sent okay. again. You have one more reply. <sighs> and did the Emerald Council wish to release Stith? Because that's what I was trying to stop. You don't get a reply. He doesn't he doesn't send another message to you. Okay. I guess I'll just keep walking. You make your way back to the inn after spending the afternoon at the river. Night comes and the innkeeper uh, asks you after kind of finishing up chores for the day, um, would you like the room again? I, I know you said beds aren't normally your thing, but welcome to it. Um, what, what, what can we do to best accommodate you? Thank you. Um, I'm not accustomed to beds, but the room was very, very nice. Um, do you have a room where there's just like a blanket on the floor? I sort of carry my bed with me. Well, we don't have a room that doesn't have a bed, but I could certainly lay out some blankets in your room, if you would like. Oh, no, I, I can... I'll arrange it. it it's alright. Are you sure? Yes, thank you. Alright. Well, if there's anything else I can do, let me know, but otherwise I hope you have a restful sleep. Thank you. Um, innkeeper, you said I've I've been here for two weeks? Just under, yes. Did the, um... The people that brought me here, did they say where they had taken me from? Um... They... Oh, he kind of racks his brain for a moment. And he's like, it, it, what, they, didn't, they didn't give a specific place, but I remember them saying that they pulled you from, from some temple. Um... I don't know exactly. I, one could assume maybe one of the ruined dwarven temples. Um, those are, seem to make up the majority of the temples around the land, but um, I, I don't know for certain. I'm sorry. I didn't ask a ton of questions. It was very late, and um, to be honest, I kind of been operating under the whole, like, the less I know, the better situation. <laughs> That's probably for the best, yes. Um, 
Alright, thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Have a good night's sleep. Thank you. You as well. I'm gonna go up to the room, like, push the bed all the way to the side, and, like, pull the blanket off and set it on the floor and then kind of get in my shell and get all cozy. Okay. You snuggle down. Do you do anything before you go to sleep? Um. Can I take like the um, like the candle? I'm assuming there's like a candle on the like dresser or nightstand or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna kind of bring it over in front of me and just kind of do a little a little prayer with little hand symbols and things, and then just mama. Papa. Tiki. I'm going to blow out the candle. Everything goes dark. Make a roll real quick. Okay. You sleep. It takes you a minute to fall asleep just with all these thoughts swirling in your brain. But eventually it does take you. And there's a sudden jolt of pain that wakes you up. A harsh, stabbing feeling under your left arm. And it jerks you awake. You're going to take Eight points of piercing damage. Okay. And then you're going to take an additional 16 points of poison damage. Ooh. Is this on a 23 uh, AC? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. Which I believe is advantage because of Michelle. Oh, no, sorry. I wasn't supposed to roll at advantage. I was just supposed to add. Hold on. Oh, no, it was advantage. Okay, sorry. It's 15 and 17 plus 2, so... 19. Okay, so you're going to pass that. <clears throat> so you'll actually only take half of the poison damage. You'll take 8 points instead of 16 of poison damage. Okay, so 8 piercing and 8 poison. 8 piercing, 8 poison, and then you'll take an additional 11 points of piercing damage from sneak attack. Okay. Um, you come to, and you feel that's this stabbing, horrendous pain in your side. And your head kind of turns and looks, and it's dark, but there's a little bit of moonlight coming in through the window. And you just see leaving from the hole in your shell where your arm would go in, 
a long, thin blade. The moonlight kind of glistens off of it. What do you do? Um... Can I see the handle of the blade? You can't at the moment. The blade is leaving, and you just see, like, the long, thin blade itself leaving your shell from where it reached in and stabbed you. Ugh. Um... I don't, I don't want to like lunge forward because or else it's gonna like go into my shell again. Um, can I like pull away and then like swing with my shell? You have to pop out to be able to do any sort of movement. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna like bonus action pop out of my shell. Okay. And then. I'm just gonna guiding bolt whatever was in front of me. <laughs> okay. As you pop out and get a look now in the moonlight, you see the window to your room, which was on the second floor. You see the window is, is swung open. And there's a little breeze that's kind of pushing the, the shutters open and, and the, the curtains. And silhouetted in that little bit of moonlight that's coming in, you see a figure that stands roughly human height but can't tell what uh, type of creature it is because there's a black hood pulled up over a long dark cloak uh, and it's holding a long wicked knife, almost a short sword um, but thin uh, perfect for skewering uh, so go ahead and roll an attack for your guiding bolt okay uh, it's been a while since I've done this um, <laughs> let's see I'm gonna do my spell attack. Okay. So that's a 24 to hit. That hits. Eight. 16, 11. So 16 points of radiant damage. Okay, 16 points. And then I have advantage on the next. You do. Um, the next thing. Do you take any additional movement? Uh, do you stand up with half your movement, or are you still on the ground? Yeah, I guess I'm going to stand up and then okay. um, just kind of like get try to get more in the shadows, not directly in the moonlight. Sure, so you back away to one of the corners of the yeah. room that's more shadowy. Yeah. Um, after taking a blast to the chest, the creature, whoever they may be, rushes forward, glowing a little bit, uh, but seemingly could, uh, determined to end you here in this moment. They're going to take two attacks. Uh, the first one is a 10. And the next one is a 22. Yes. So the 22 will hit. So you will take... Uh, let's see here. So four points of piercing damage. And then another constitution save, please, for poison. Uh, 13. 13 fails. You will take an additional 26 points of poison damage. 26? 26. That's his turn. He is going to use a bonus action to 
disengage and back up slightly. So he kind of spins and his cloak kind of gets in your face and any attack of opportunity you would have made, he, he steps like 10 feet away from you and he's holding that knife at the ready. What do you do? Well, <laughs> it's not a ton I can do. I'm assuming I have no long rest at this point. Uh, no, your rest was interrupted. Okay. I guess I'm gonna try Guiding Bolt again. Okay, it's at advantage so this time. this one's... Yeah. Which is good, because this is crap. Twelve? A twelve no. does not hit. So the Guiding Bolt, he <sighs> twists at the last minute, and the Guiding Bolt goes flying and smashes into the wall, and there's just a loud crash. Um, you've made a lot of noise here in the last few moments before, you know, between getting up and firing off spells and backing against the wall. Okay. Can I do a bonus action spell? Yes, you can. I'm going to try to do a bonus action shield of faith. Okay. So you get a plus two bonus to your AC. So, like, the butterflies that would, like, um, kind of flit around for the, uh, the spiritual weapon... At this point, they're just like, like it makes like a hazy like shield in front of me. Okay, like butterflies begin They're so in concentrated; front of you. it's just kind of, yeah. It's beautiful. The shadowy figure brandishes his dagger and takes a step forward towards you, and all of a sudden you hear a bang, and you hear a voice say out, "Hey!" You turn and see in the thrown open door the innkeeper who seems to be in his pajama clothes <laughs> at the moment uh, but has heard the noise and rushed in and the shadowy figure turns and looks at him and the innkeeper's face while normally friendly is just set and he just says not in my inn and he reaches his hands back and says a magic word and smacks his palms together and there is a thunderous clap of energy that goes out from his hands and hits the figure full force. They fail their constitution save. Uh, they take... Rolling really good. Eight points of force damage. And because of their angle to the window, when they are shoved back ten feet from the thunder wave... The shadowy figure goes tumbling out the window which he came in. And you hear a of cloth. And then all of a sudden, a thud on the ground below. You rush to the window and look. And all you see is this shadow darting off away from the inn. Leaving his quarry behind for the moment. You hear the innkeeper just say... Okay. Why is someone trying to kill you in my inn? I don't know. Are, oh yeah. I need to sit down. And he kind of like slumps against the wall and slides to his butt. He's just breathing heavy. I, I would try to reassure you right now, but I'm sort of bleeding out through my 
my side here? Do oh, you gosh. have any bandages oh, or something? He, he like stands up and like like immediately kind of goes into crisis mode. He like runs over to the little side table and pulls open a drawer and pulls some bandages out and begins to, to wrap you up. Um, he's going to make a medicine check. Easily passes that. Um, he is able to stabilize the bleeding um, from his uh, care. You regain he- three hit points um, from the bandaging that he does. And you're no, you're not feeling the poisoned effect or anything like that. He just finishes tying off the last bandage and looks up at you and goes, Okay, there's a lot more going on here than I think either of us realize. We need to find out. Yeah, I think so. We need to find out who wants you dead. Thanks for listening to The First Watch. Please leave us a review and follow our socials via the links in the show notes. See you on the next adventure.